This is a broadcast of Holland United Church of Christ. At Holland UCC, we seek to open the mind and engage the heart. We are a community of justice, peace, and affirmation in Holland, Michigan, where everyone is welcome to the table. So I thought I'd start off my Christmas Eve remarks talking about a beach town, just to rub it all in while we're here awaiting a blizzard. The city of Patara was an ancient and flourishing maritime and commercial city on the southwest coast of Turkey. I had the chance to visit there 20 years ago or so. Some great ruins, but really some good beaches, like white sand for miles, just going right up to that turquoise blue water of the Mediterranean. Really beautiful. And in myth, Patara, this town was said to have been founded by Pataras, a son of Apollo. And the city surrendered to Alexander the Great in 333 BC, or BCE, before the Common Era. And it actually shows up in the Bible as well. Patara uh, is interestingly the place uh, in the New Testament mentioned as where Paul and Luke changed ships on one of their missionary journeys. Well, about 220 years after that event, a child was born in this town to wealthy Christian parents. And in one of the most famous incidents of his life, he's said to have rescued three girls uh, from being forced into prostitution by dropping a sack of gold coins through the window of their house each night for three nights so that their father had enough money to uh, pay a dowry for each of them. Other early stories tell of him calming a storm at sea, rescuing three soldiers who were about to be executed, and my favorite, uh, chopping down a tree that was possessed by a demon. <laughs> well, this young man later became a bishop, and even later became a saint. And maybe you know where I'm going with this. His name was Nicholas. St. Nicholas, born not in the North Pole, but in a beach town <laughs> in Turkey. It's kind of interesting, you drive through there and it's hot and you're, you know, in the near Middle East and birthplace of Santa Claus signs appear. It's kind of interesting. <clears throat> so of course, St. Nicholas became the inspiration for the much later adaptation of Santa Claus. But there's actually another Nicholas that I want to talk to us about tonight. Catherine Keller tells the story of Nicholas of Cusa, who was an obscure 15th century cardinal and mystic. Not as well known as the other Saint Nicholas. But he came up with a very interesting early, at least early for his time, theological insight. He was musing on the nature of the cosmos and the universe, and that God made all of it, the stars as far as the human eye can see and, and way beyond. And he figured that if God made the universe, then the universe must resemble God, who made the universe. So he concluded that since God is infinite and without bounds, it makes sense, logically, that the universe is also infinite and without bounds. Well, why does that matter? 
Well, extrapolating on this wild thought, he said that if the universe has no bounds, then it has no circumference. And if it has no circumference, it has no center. It has no center. And that was a radical thing to say in his day. Because if the cosmos has no center, that means the earth is not the center of anything. And he's saying this nearly a century before Copernicus and 150 years before Galileo. I mean, think of that. That's incredible, really. One writer puts it, for a people whose entire conception of the world rested on the fact that we live on an earth that's the center of the universe, around which the sun and everything resolves, revolves, that must have been an incredibly disturbing thought, disconcerting, de-centering. And you can imagine that this would kind of set off a cultural panic attack. And this kind of thinking wouldn't win you many friends. Just ask Galileo. How that kind of news would go over in the church and elsewhere. And human, or Catherine Keller notes that human identity had rested on the notion of us being special, which meant central. In the middle, in the spotlight. And so this created a sense of, do we matter? Is God aware of us? Are we alone? Further still, if we think about the context of when the Gospels were written, including Luke 2, which we heard a bit of this evening, they were written at a time when the people, when the people of Jerusalem were licking their wounds. The temple had been destroyed. The vessels within it destroyed, the priests slaughtered, and the people of God thought, why? Is God with us, or are we all alone? And some of us, even coming here, perhaps, are feeling a little off-center. Maybe going through a difficult time, perhaps bearing our own sense of loss. Some of us have gone through personal tragedies recently, maybe a job loss, a devastating diagnosis, maybe even the passing of someone that we love. In those moments, the pain is raw and fresh, and the wind outside, especially this time of year, feels all that much more biting. A student named Rachel shares I had a friend who died unexpectedly in high school. And at her funeral, her father just sat playing his voicemail over and over at the last message that she had left. And it just said, hi, Dad, pick up bread. I love you. And he couldn't stop listening. A woman named Mel says, I remember the moment I was told my mom had died. My dad sat on the sofa. My brother and I sat on either side with my older adult brother and sister standing in front of us. Dad started talking and then he just broke down. Went entirely to pieces. 
to pieces in a way I'd never seen nor suspected an adult would be capable of. And I looked over at my sister, who swallowed a sob and choked out the words, Mom's gone to heaven. There was just so much grief. And in these kinds of moments, when our hearts feel large, sore, when we're consumed by grief and feel utterly decentered and wonder whether God has abandoned us as well. But no, say the prophets of old and the gospel writers. We are not alone, and we don't need to be in the center to be special. For God isn't just at the outer reaches of the universe. God isn't just in nebula and black holes. God isn't just a million light years away in a heaven that no rocket can reach. Because on this night we celebrate the birth of a child in an out of the way place, a place that frankly was off the map, off the map for many people in ancient times. Born to an unheralded couple who couldn't even find proper lodging for the night. And the astounding assertion by the gospel writers is that out of all the vast wideness of the world and the universe that God arrived here in a special and unique way. God with us. Emmanuel. And so perhaps it's not our place in the universe that makes us special but rather that God was willing to join us right where we are. And the story that we've told tonight reminds us that God is willing to arrive in obscurity, willing to share our vulnerability and pain. And the reminder that the gospel writers gave to their people and give to us tonight is that even when the whole world seems to be thrown off center, even when things are not okay, we are not alone. For God is with us on good days and bad days and all the ones in the middle, days when we can summon up the courage to stand, but also days when the most we can do is cower under the covers. God, the one without bounds, the one without circumference, the one without center, is with us today and always, wherever and however we are. Amen. And so it is. You are invited to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. streaming on Facebook. You can also watch these messages on the Holland UCC YouTube channel. And for more information, how to get involved, or to support our work, like us on Facebook or visit hollanducc.org.